ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. Hey, what's up, CP family? Today we are discussing the new sermon series called Half-Hearted, where Pastor Tom opened us up with half-hearted commitment. We are walking through the book of Malachi, as Pastor Tom said, verse by verse, paragraph by paragraph, where we're discussing the conversation that God is having with his people. All right, Centerpoint, thank you for joining us on the first episode of the Centerpoint podcast. My name is Eric. I'm here with Britton and Pastor Devon. And so we will just be discussing the the sermon today. Uh, Pastor Tom started a new sermon series on Malachi, and the sermon series is titled Half-Hearted. So we're going to go into uh, discussing a little bit about the sermon today, and I wanted to lead into that with Pastor Tom talked a little bit about uh, piano being something that he went into half-heartedly. I wanted to ask both of you, what is something growing up that you did half-heartedly? So immediately I'm thinking about those tennis lessons uh, (laughs) that my parents thought I was really going to get into. They paid for a really good guy that was in our area um, to coach me. And I just, I went to one of those, you know, when I realized that with tennis also came sweat, (laughs) um, it became that situation where I was just not interested anymore. So... Tennis. One lesson. Tennis was it. Tennis was it. Okay. Britton? Yeah. Uh, for me, it was it, school. For the most part, for most of elementary school, it came pretty natural. Got good grades. Didn't really try at all. Um, and I remember just getting hit with a ton of bricks in high school. I did the same thing. Same routine. Not really trying. And then bad grades started coming in. And I was like, uh-oh, this is not good. Because my parents never gave me a problem with it because I never got bad grades but I quickly learned how uh, how important <laughs> that was and, and how quickly that stopped. So I recovered, but yeah, that first year of high school was doing school half-heartedly for so many years mm-hmm. did not prepare me well for high school <laughs> yeah. and what that was. Go ahead and tell everybody what your GPA was. <laughs> I did you. recover and graduate high school with a 3.5. There you go. Uh-huh. So, you know, my brother was like a 4.2 because he graduated with his associate's oh, degree and goodness. straight A's and everything, but... So for me, that was good. That was plenty. 4.2, 3.5. I'm pretty sure my high school GPA was under a three, <laughs> hey. closer to that one point something. Some of I'm my sure. some of my heroes in my life were under threes. And so like, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm okay. I'm doing okay. <laughs> nice. Um, so kind of going into that with uh, Malachi, uh, he is being the, the messenger, bringing some harsh, harsh truths to the people of Israel, calling out their half-hearted worship, devotion. And I feel like that just just that role of being that person who's going to call out your, you know, fellow people around you. I remember for me, I had a a teacher that was really good at that. And she was an English teacher. Her name was Miss Geronimo. Um, awesome name. It was an awesome all. name. Um, but she would, she would call out students on their, what, what was famous about her class was the poetry responses where mm. it was very subjective grading, but she would call you out on your paper and say, you really didn't put all your effort into this. And she would call you out and just say, you know, you are able to dive into this way more. You kind of just did this with, you know, just to, to, to get the grade. You just check the box kind of thing. And I feel like that's kind of what Malachi is doing here. He's he's calling out, not the not the fact that they aren't doing, you know, the, the typical things, is how they're doing it, mm. what they're putting into it. And um, that's what stood out to me uh, with this. Is there any anybody that comes out to mind with to you guys that, um, that you can think of. Well, I can definitely uh, relate to the, you know, the teachers always calling me out, telling me I, I wasn't, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't do my best. But I also um, remember 
And when Pastor Tom gave this message, if you haven't heard the message, go back and listen to the message so you know what we're talking about. But Malachi was a conversation that God was having with his people. And I remember a, a similar conversation that my father had with me. He was kind of fed up with my grades. He was kind of, I mean, I mean, it was, it was tough. And he said, your grades literally spell out if I did. Because there were D's and, and incompletes all through that. And he said, and, and it, was, it was that. I remember that conversation. And it wasn't a conversation that I was really having with him. He was having just with me. And I wasn't responsible for responding until the conversation was over. And when that conversation was over, it was, now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Which is the way that I also read the book of Malachi. Mm-hmm. It was God talking to the people saying, now, I've noticed this. I'm telling you this. Now, at the end of it, now what are you going to do? Right. Which is what I, I noticed that, especially in today's uh, first first topic, um, first first part of the series. Right, right. Yeah, I, definitely. The fact that he mentions his dad, same, my, the conversation for me was my dad. I remember the conversation like it was yesterday. We were driving. I, I was living in North Carolina at the time, first year of high school, horrible grades, doing just, and in a bad, like a bad period of life, like 14 years old, talking back a lot to my parents, just just a rough period. And I remember my dad driving me to school, and he he, he had, it was a rough morning. He had laid into me pretty good, and he had he finally gained his cool, and he was like, in 20 years or in 10 years, I want you to be asking me, can I take you to dinner, Dad? Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be coming to me saying, Dad, can I come cop some dinner because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a broke deadbeat, like didn't, didn't do my best in school, didn't do my— And that moment changed everything. I got the next semester, I got straight A's for the first time in my life. Mm. And that's what catapulted me into being able to recover and getting that 3.5, you know, that, that was not, did not come natural to me at all. It, it took hard work. And that conversation with my dad, it clicked. Cause I was like, man, I don't want that either. I want to be able to like <laughs> give back. I'm so grateful for my parents. I want to be able to give back to them and do things right, for them. Right. I don't want to be the guy asking for handouts for my parents, you know? Yeah. And that conversation was huge. And I think it can be translated spiritually too. It's like, God's looking at us saying, I want you leading people in 20 years, not still looking to be led. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, come on, well, you got to give this your all. You got to step into your calling. Yeah. I, it's, it's eye-opening. Yeah. And having that, that personal connection um, is super important with that because the person that's calling you out has to know what your potential is, has to look and see that in you. And, you know, it looks different for, for everybody. You know, if, if there's somebody that wants to be a, a piano player or whatever, m- maybe putting their full effort in, they get to a certain level where they can play in front of a hundred people. But, you know, maybe it's somebody that is going on to be great where they're going to be pl- playing in front of arenas, you know, right. everything. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. what is the, the person's potential? And really, you know, you can find that and then God knows that and he knows what, what you're capable of. And so, um, you know, diving into that, getting into having that personal connection of people that know you and are able to, to call you out on those things. Right. You mentioned the word potential and that is what God knows of his people, right? You even said that the word potential for me is a, it's kind of a tough word. It's actually kind of a, a curse word for me. When you say potential, when someone tells me, oh, you have potential for that, or they, I'm doing something, oh, you you, uh, you didn't do to your fullest potential. It's kind of saying, well, it really did change me when I realized the meaning of potential and what that word meant. You won't catch me, for the most part, taking on something that I, I can't handle. If it's something I can't handle because I don't want to live in potential, I want to realize it. And that's what God was asking his people. I know what you can do. I know what you can do. Let's not live in potential. Let's realize it. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Especially, we'll see a little later. He's when he talks about their worship. Mm, yep. Right. Yeah. And, and it's it, humans. Okay, we have incredible potential in us, right? Like, to, like it, there are people in the. Uh, 
that are in this world that do things and prove like we have this almost uncapped potential. Like, mm-hmm. like there's a cap somewhere, but now imagine how much more God can pull out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There, this is the creator of the universe and he sees that in us. And, and like you said, it's, it stinks to be told, Hey, yeah, I see the potential in you for that. Yes. Cause that means you are capable of it, but you're not doing it. Yep. And that's, that's tough love, but it's needed. Like we need to be told like, Hey, you have the potential for it, but maybe we need to hear that more often, even not just leave it at, hey, you have potential for it. Like, hey, you're capable. Mm-hmm. You just got to do it. You've got to believe in, in not only yourself, but believe that God's put this call in your life. And if God's put it on your life, it is going to happen. If you make it, you just got to go do it. Mm-hmm. That's right. And yeah, being able to realize if you are in that state, I mean, we all have times where we're going to be just going through the motions, kind of just living mm-hmm. life where, you know, nothing's terrible, but nothing, you know, is really going great for us. And right. we're kind of just living in that apathetic type of mentality where we're just kind of going day to day and, you know, getting through the day and nothing's really getting us on fire. And, you know, we can see that just in the way we show up for church, the way we serve, mm-hmm. the way that we worship, right. um, everything. And so having that and, you know, I, I think of what what reasons do you guys feel like you get stuck in, you know, those, those times of apathy or those times of, you know, where you're not really putting full fort effort in, you know, sometimes it can just be for me, I, I think it's just distractions where I'm not mm-hmm. really truly focused Agreed. on the task at hand. Uh, anything else that you guys think can think of there? Fatigue. Fatigue. Tired. When, I, yeah. when I'm tired, mm-hmm. when I'm in, when I'm tired, I don't give my best. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, I mean, we all can recognize that, right? In the gym, if when you're tired, you notice you're tired, you're fatigued because you you lose your uh, you you lose your hold. You you know you start to get sloppy with your mm. movements, which also moves you towards a dangerous place of yeah, hurting yourself. Absolutely. So I I think that speaks to us spiritually. When we get tired, we get sloppy. Mm-hmm. We we put the things that are important: worship, um, studying our scripture, um, being with being with other people that are like minded. We put that to the side because we're we're tired. Mm-hmm. For yeah. me, it happens most. When I feel, and that kind of leads to to exhaustion, but it's when I feel overwhelmed. When I'm like, when I mm-hmm. look at what I'm given to do or the task at hand, and then on top of that, I look at all these other things in mm-hmm. life, and it's like it just feels impossible. It feels like, man, I don't have the energy for all of that, and I don't have the capacity for all that. I don't have the capability for all that, and then it just slowly shuts you down, and then it slowly exhausts me. Like that's how I get. I was telling you this morning, a little, I was trying to find some energy. I found it. I feel good now. But um, uh, but I have moments like that where I just feel like I have no energy and it's always the same cause. It's always like I look at everything I have to do and it just feels overwhelming. And you got to get to the place where you're like, in due time, you will be able to do this in due time. God's got this. He's He's put this on your life. It's going to happen. And, and, and then you get to look back afterwards and say, wow, I didn't think it was possible. And now it's done. Like it's, right. it's, it's happened. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, and, and we can all also get into that comparison game like they had with the people mm, of Israel yeah. comparing themselves Tough. to, you know, the people of uh, the, the Persian people and, you know, what they have and what, you know, their life looks so great. And, you know, now we have, you know, social media that gives us all those, you know, <laughs> feelings of, you know, this person's got that. And they yes. look, look at the pictures. They look at the, you know, we have all I that. Mean, we can see back, back. I mean, we can see consistently where God calls his people out for that comparison thing where they go, we were better off over here. Mm-hmm. We were better off over there. Mm-hmm. When they left Egypt, why did you leave us in Egypt? We were better off eating the, eating the scraps from our master's table right. when he has got everything prepared for them. And then they do it again. He He's telling them that here when they, they were admiring their captors mm. again. Wow. You know, it was just that situation where they were saying again, 
you aren't enough. Yeah. I want what they have. Right. Yeah. That comparison game, it gets everybody. Like you said, social media, why should we stay away from it? I mean, I'm guilty. Y'all know I TikTok all day long. <laughs> it's a distraction, and it causes that comparison thing to go. And this might be a little off, off, off subject. I think it's on subject, but a little off. Social media. <laughs> Two things. Tell us, sir. Tell one. Us. You're seeing people, oh, I want that life. I want that. I want that. Usually, one of two things. It's a lie. <laughs> they ain't that happy, mm-hmm. first of all. Second of all, the other two, maybe they are that happy. For me, it happens when I see other pastors putting their their stuff on social media, and I'll, I'll see, man, I wish I could communicate like that. I wish I could do that. I wish I could. What we're not seeing is the 15, 20, 30 years that they put in the work to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not that's not on social media. You can't see that. You just see the finished product. Social media is dangerous. That's my little, it's not, on, it's not off subject, but it's a little off subject, but Social media is not the full picture. Mm-hmm. It is just the, the end product. So yeah. remember that. There is a journey in behind that picture, behind that post that is grueling, and there are some tough times and some hardships. So just remember that. We, we all have to go through that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, it just can serve as that sense of distraction of just constantly you know, scrolling through the next, next thing. And you know, I think that um, one of the things that we see that the, the enemy does for us is is distract us, puts mm-hmm. us into those, mm-hmm. oh, those yeah. states where mm-hmm. we're kind of numb to who God is. You know, we're mm. just kind of, you know, not able to sense who um, who he is and what he's done and remember all the things that he's done for us. And, um, you know, I think we've talked about, Devon, in our um, men's group is that, we, you know, this, the screw tape letters where he kind of mm-hmm. goes into awesome. where that's one of the the um, mm-hmm. the books from C.S. Lewis that mm-hmm. uh, really you know if you haven't read it, I definitely recommend it. <laughs> it kind of sends shivers through my body. Oh, yeah. You're thinking about those that book, Screw yeah. Tape Letters. If you haven't read, it, like Eric said, read that thing. Incredible. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. but but he he goes into where uh, one of the he's the uh, elder demon is teaching the, the younger younger demon mm-hmm. about how to um, keep his patient or the the human that he's um, basically looking over as as a demon to right. keep him keep him kind of numb give him the job give him the raise mm-hmm. give him the mm-hmm. big house give him this and yes. it's like and it's like okay so that can be a work of you know the devil and that can be work of you know who um you know what what's distracting us away from god and everything and that look, putting it in that perspective putting in that that narrative is very alarming because we don't always look at those times of just comfort or um, just indifference as being the most dangerous, but some a lot of times they are. Or even um, they, they seem like blessing. Like you said, yeah. like give them the raise, right? Mm-hmm. A pastor said this and it, it, it shook my world. He said even uh, an answer of yes, you know, or like uh, an open door in the wrong timing can be bad. It can be a bad door to go through. Maybe God wants you to go through that door in 10 years or in three months. Mm-hmm. But if the devil says, hey, I can get them off timing, let me open this door up now. Yes. And now you oh you got a raise and it's a blessing. Thank you. But that's not where God wants you to be quite yeah. yet. And you because you didn't use discernment and prayer and 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 seek counsel and and but you see an opportunity. It's like, oh, God bless me. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy that you mentioned that because I just heard that like last week. He was like, even an open door off timing is a wrong door. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah, it's true. It is it is absolutely true, especially when we look at that distraction, that thing you've been praying about, that thing you've been wanting, and then it comes to you. You're like, Yes, it's finally, finally here. <laughs> it's finally here. This is that thing that I want. Well, but it really just does not work out. Right. It really does not work out. Where does that like, le- right? Not yet. Right. Not yet. Not yet. It, it leaves you. It, it le- kind of leaves you kind of destitute sometimes. And those other distractions come in that provide that 
sends you in a different direction all and over. And the again. numbing, like you said, it's the like numbing. a Novocaine. You're just mm-hmm. completely numbing yourself. It's crazy. Did yeah. you say Novocaine? Novocaine. I use, I use big words. There you go. Uh-huh. I hate Novocaine. <laughs> I did too as a kid. Like, ah. uh, but but no, just just remembering that, remembering that um, God has and always will love you is, you know, what rang through to me today. And, you know, just just reminding yourself of that, looking back on the history of it, of, you know, what he's done in your life is a great way to kind of continue with that fire, that passion that you have um, going through it and everything. Is is there anything else that stood out to either one of you? For what you today? just said, that reminder, right? You know, if you could put it in different words, God put it in different words when he reminded his children. And Pastor Tom went through that in the message at different areas in scripture where he reminded how much he loved, how much he loved his children, right? Mm-hmm. Pastor Tom actually gave a, uh, he, <laughs> he gave us a, um, a way to hold on to that 40-year marriage, right? <laughs> to look into your wife's you eyes uh-huh. and to pull her close, look into her eyes. I don't, I don't remember what he said verbatim, but quiet, I'm going to do my own. Find right, that find that quiet place. place. And that make, set, set the mood in that romantic and look into her eyes and tell her, I have always loved you. Ooh, there you go. Right, right. <laughs> but we do find that in Scripture. He showed us in Scripture over and over again. He showed us in Malachi 1 and 5. This is the message that the Lord gave to Israel through a prophet Malachi. I have always loved you, says the Lord. John 15 and 9, I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. Last one that I'll read is uh, 1 John 3 and 1. See how very much our Father loves us, for He calls us His children, and that is what we are. Mm. We're His. That's awesome. Great note to end on. Um, Mm -hmm. So just tying a bow on this one. So the first podcast, uh, we'll meet after the the sermons on Sundays and kind of discuss just like this. So stay tuned for the next one. But uh, thank you guys for joining today. Yeah. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. (laughs) And love you, church. I appreciate being here. Yeah, absolutely. Point Church, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're so glad that you're here. We're so glad. We love you guys.